For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together, and just to get us started, I'll go first, and I am really excited about going first on this episode because we are stepping back into the planning and prepping space, and we are talking all about back to school. I am so excited to dive in on this topic topic with you guys and hopefully give you a lot of ideas and resources and tips to help you be able to hit the ground running this fall and really feel like you are on top of your life, which I think as we all go into a new school year, that's really what we're all kind of craving is the routine and the having things together and feeling like we aren't just getting bulldozed by everything that's going on. So this episode is going to be all about that. But if you want even more of what this episode has to offer. You know, we look at about 45 minutes to an hour in an episode like this, but if you want even more specific content for you, if you want challenges, if you want to walk through some of these things with accountability and community and all of that kind of thing, there is so much more content around the back to school stuff that is happening in Patreon all throughout the month of August, and I would love for you to come be a part of it with us. We will be pulling together our homes, we will be talking about our routines and really getting all of those dialed in and all kinds of stuff that is just going to be completely beneficial. Plus, it gives you that extra little, you know, get up and go because you know you're doing it in a group of people. And so there's that accountability aspect there that I think just helps all of us to do it a little bit better. So if you would like to join us for that and really get a handle on your new school year and to make sure that you are learning how to be able to take care of yourself in the midst of all of the new craziness that comes with a new school year and all of that kind of thing. We are covering it all over in Patreon. So come over to patreon.com slash livewelltogether. And that is where we are going to be deep diving everything and really taking advantage of this time and getting ourselves together for back to school. And I would love to see you there and meet you and get to know you. So again, that's patreon.com slash livewelltogether. But for right now, let's jump into this episode where we are going to talk all about the planning and the prepping and everything that I think are just really good practices and principles to put into place going into a new school year to make sure that you can really feel on top of it. And I just want to put out there that I am well aware that anyone who lives in my neck of the country over here in the Pacific Northwest, or I think just kind of the northern part of the country in general, we have a very different school schedule than you all in the south area. We start much later than you all do. We also get out much later. It's kind of a bummer. So we didn't get out until nearly the end of June this year, and we go back to school the first week in September. So I know that a lot of people who are listening from the North are going to be like, why are you talking about back to school already? I'm going to lose my mind. We're just trying to enjoy summer. But there's a lot of the country that actually is heading back to school right now. And so I wanted to make sure to get this episode out early enough for them all to be able to benefit from it. Plus, I think it's never too early to start planning for a new school year. My kids' school sent home on the very last day of school this past year their supply list for next year attached to their report cards. So they could not be missed. And I had friends who were like, why? No, do not tell me yet what I need for next year. I do not want to think about that yet. Whereas I was like, 
Perfect. Thank you. Can't wait for the back to school sales to start. I will be watching and making sure that I have everything on this list well before we actually need it so that it is not pressuring me up to the end of time. To each their own, I know we all have different planning styles, but I do think that there are some principles that I can be sharing with you today from my maybe a little bit over-preparedness style that really help me to have less stress, help our whole family to get into a better routine so things just operate more smoothly. There's not as much that we wait till the last minute on, and I have just found that it's helped me in general. Now, in saying this, I am in no way saying that I have it perfect or we have it together all the time or that I don't ever leave anything until the last minute. Anybody who knows me would laugh and say, no, she does. She can be a total procrastinator. But there are certain things I feel like we have gotten very used to in our life and we are just making some tweaks on for this next year as we are heading into another transition. I mean, I feel like our family is kind of constantly in flux right now. We've had a ton of transitions, as has everyone, especially because of COVID in the last couple of years now. And so I think it's just a good time to be able to get as much within our control as we can because so much of it is out of our control. So it's really helpful to have all of the questions answered that we possibly can going into a situation because a lot of it is simply that. It's having decisions made in advance so you aren't having to make them in the moment when you're maybe stressed and maybe you wouldn't make the same decision as you would have if you'd been able to put a little bit more time or thought into it. And when you already have those decisions made, then when questions come up, you just know the answers. You don't have to think about it. Same kind of principle for putting routines into place and all of that kind of thing. When it's just set, you know what it is, you can just do it and you don't have to think about doing it and wasting all of that extra energy. So, Let's dive in on how to get a grip on your time first and foremost. I think this is a huge thing as we head into a new school year that all of a sudden not only do we have school, but we have all of the activities starting back up. For me as a work-at-home mom, my day looks very different and I have to structure things different for how I'm going to get my work done which actually is a big relief to me because the kids are gone for the day. And so I can structure my work a lot better, but it still takes a lot of extra planning. So the very first thing I do, so I know what kind of time I'm working with, is I set up my Google Calendar. And on my Google Calendar, I actually have a separate calendar that is color-coded for every single person in our family. I also have calendars for my work. I have calendars for like kids combined. So when it's an event that just my girls will go to, they have a calendar that's just the little girls. And that is something that they're doing together. I have a calendar that is just reserved for our parenting plan exchanges of when kids go where. So I can very easily look at my calendar and see which weekends I have my kids and all of that kind of thing. And it's all automated in Google Calendar, which is especially helpful for a parenting plan because you can set it to have those kind of reoccurring things that are just set. You don't have to go in there and manually do all of it. Once you put it in there, you can designate that something repeats every two weeks from Friday to Monday or whatever it is that you need to repeat. And that's the great thing about putting in all of your school stuff. So go ahead, get the calendar from your school. I'm sure they've got it on their website if they haven't sent one home yet. Get all of the activities that you know about so far for your kids and get them plugged in on your Google Calendar so you can actually visually see what is happening with everyone who is going where, when, and how much time you actually have to work with. This is an essential step for so many things. I think especially meal planning, because when you know how busy you are each night and what times you will be home and you won't be home, it allows you to make a better plan for what kinds of meals you're going to have each night of the week. And then once you figure that out, you can make very easy, repeatable menus, especially if you plan to eat, guys. I'm just saying we're going to have a whole deep dive entire episode next week on Plan to Eat, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about it right now, but it's just these very simple ideas that if you kind of see the roadmap of what your week looks like, it makes it easier to plan everything else that you need to put into place. 
So your Google Calendar is going to be filled up with any of the appointments that you have coming up, all of the school schedules, any days your kids have off school or they have early release or any of that kind of thing. Get it all plugged in there for the entire year. I know that might sound crazy to you, but when you don't have to repeat this step every single month or again at Christmas time, you are saving yourself so much brain energy by doing it all at once. It's going to take you five times as much time if you keep coming back to it and keep repeating it. Just plug it all in there from the beginning of the year and then you don't have any questions. Then when you get to February and the kids are saying, well, when is the last day of school, mom? I'm never going to survive the rest of this year. You can just look at your calendar. You don't have to go Google again to try to figure out what the school's calendar is and what's happening with what. You have it all at your fingertips and it makes life so much easier. Then once you have all of the things that are kind of set in stone, you can kind of start playing with some time blocking on your calendar if you are a stay-at-home mom, if you are a work-at-home mom. To a certain extent, I think even if you are work out of the home mom, you can utilize this idea of time blocking and put things in on your calendar, blocks of time that you are going to devote to certain kinds of tasks. You're not necessarily figuring out what all of those tasks are at that time. But for instance, as I've been planning out what fall will look like for me, I know that I need some really focused, set-aside times to be doing certain kinds of work that take a lot of concentration. And for me... Going to a coffee shop, getting out of my regular space, being completely away from all of the other tasks at home is really helpful for me to be able to fully concentrate on what I need to plan or content I need to create and that sort of thing. So I have blocked off times when I am going to go to a coffee shop for a couple of hours and on my Google Calendar, I just put focused work time. So I know that that's what I'm doing there. I haven't detailed everything. That's for Trello. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I have allotted myself those times to be able to work on those kinds of projects. Now, this isn't set in stone, but it is a good guide and a good roadmap to make sure that I'm accounting for all of the different things that I need to get done in a week and that I have time set aside for each of those different activities. So as I mentioned a second ago, I also use Trello. So Google Calendar is sort of like the big picture. It's the big roadmap of what is going on. But Trello allows you to get a little bit more detailed and task-oriented. So basically what I do is I have a template that I create for my year. It's got every day of the week in a separate list. And then on those lists, I input everything that I have to do that day. So each weekend I sit down with my Trello board and I get it all set up, but I work it off of a template that I've created at the beginning of the year. So all of the things that are on the Google Calendar, I go ahead and put on the Trello weekly template when I'm filling it out each weekend because that helps me to jog my memory and really know what is going on in that specific week. Because it can be really easy to just throw stuff on a calendar and then never really come back to it and then kind of get caught caught off guard when those events come up. But if I sit down every single weekend and I map out what the week is going to look like, it really helps me to feel like I'm on top of life. Otherwise, I end up thinking I don't have things to do and I waste my time and I'm not as productive and I end up getting really frustrated with myself. But if I just take 10, 15 minutes to remind myself exactly what is happening in the week, add in all of the tasks that I need to get done for the week based on what day is going to be best for me to do those tasks, then I can actually walk into Monday morning feeling on top of my game and knowing exactly what it is that I need to do that day. Okay, ladies, let's just be honest for a second. Dating in 2021 is super difficult. I know, I've been there, and I've done this online dating thing, and I'm happy to say that it actually worked. So are you looking to make a meaningful, lifelong connection with someone who shares your beliefs? If so, then you've got to try Christian Mingle. With over 15 million Christian singles, Christian Mingle is unlike any other faith-based dating site. Their ability to help members make quality connections is what sets them apart. They have robust profiles and personalization features that help you connect with 
with other like-minded members. Plus, their suite of communication tools helps you meet more people and make deeper connections. Finding your true love is one of life's greatest adventures. So discover why so many Christian singles find love at christianmingle.com slash live well. That's christianmingle.com slash live well. Now, if I have kind of lost you on the Trello thing, don't worry. I have a template that is all set up. It's a very basic template that walks you exactly through how to do this every week, how to create your own template and customize it. All you have to do is subscribe to my newsletter at mackenziecoppa.substack.com, and then you will get a link to that Trello board that you can use as a template. Now, here's the thing. When you get that template, you need to copy it into your own boards. I have the instructions right there for you so you can figure that out, and then once you copy it into your own own Trello account, instead of altering the one that I have created in my account, which is basically what you're in, you're going to copy it over to your own account and then you can make whatever changes you want to and you can repeat it over time. You can copy that board to make other copies for each week. I know I'm probably confusing you. I think it'll be much clearer if you just go and get the template and it will walk you step by step through it. If even that feels confusing to you, then come over and join us in Patreon where we actually do lives about it and I do specific teaching about how to learn how to use Trello and make it work for you. But essentially, you use Trello the same way you would a paper planner that is laid out Monday through Sunday. It's that same sort of idea. It's just on the computer. And so I think it's a little bit easier because you are able to repeat tasks and create templates. So you're not rewriting every single little thing every single week. Also, with it being an online platform, you're able to share it with your kids if you want to, your significant other if you want to. You can really make it a collective planning experience and a way for everybody to stay on the same page with everything that is happening that week. I just think there are a ton of benefits to having it online, having an app that you can use. But that's just my plug for Trello. I'm a big fan. But again, I have lots of resources if you are thinking about wanting to utilize that more for this fall. All in all, I just think it's a really good idea to, whether you're doing it online or in a paper planner, get a handle on your week before you head into the week and make sure you know exactly everything that is happening. But now let's address some things that you can kind of automate about your life because I bet you're listening to all of this and thinking like, oh my gosh, this sounds like so much work. How am I going to keep up with all of this? How am I going to keep on top of life? Okay, well, here's the thing. A lot of the things that I have mentioned so far are things that you set up once and then you are able to utilize throughout the year. So you're putting in a lot of work here on the front end to then be able to reap the benefits all the way through the year or all the way through the month or the week. These are all things that are supposed to help you simplify your life once you do that initial work. It's kind of like potty training your kids. It's not fun. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of work and it gets messy. But once you have it done, you are home free, baby. I mean, you don't have to worry about that kid anymore in terms of those kinds of needy things in their life. They are self-sufficient. And that is what you're doing by creating these systems. You're putting in that work. It gets a little messy sometimes. It can feel exhausting and like, well, is this ever going to end? Am I ever going to have all of this done? But then when you actually do, you get to reap the rewards all throughout the school year, which is such a gift to yourself and your family because you're going to be less stressed because you did it before school even started. So think about that with routines. As you are creating routines that are going to be the most beneficial to you specifically and your family this fall. And routines essentially allow you to automate as many things as you possibly can about your time and decisions so that you use less energy figuring things out repeatedly. You already know the answer. It's already been decided. When you take these steps to plan, automate, and prepare, you simplify the amount of work your brain is having to do. So think about routines for both you 
and your kids. I highly recommend that as you figure them out, you make them visual and obvious so they can't be missed. This doesn't have to be fancy. This can be post-it notes that you slap on the bathroom mirror or next to your kid's bed. It doesn't have to be some big printable that you create. You can do that if you want to. If that brings you joy and you've got the time to do it, then by all means. But if you just need to make sure that those visual reminders are in front of your faces, then utilize some bright color post-it notes and enjoy yourself. Don't make this more stressful than it needs to be. Another note about routines is don't overdo it. Don't put 800 things on your morning routine if you are not a morning person. This is the time to be reasonable. This is not the time to shoot for the moon. And I am one of the worst people about this. I get these ideas of, oh, I'm going to start getting up at 4.30 in the morning and my routine is going to be impeccable and amazing and I'm going to work out and I'm going to journal and I'm going to do all the rest before my children even begin to flutter their little eyes open. Well, that's not actually realistic for me, not only just in the morning because I'm not much of a morning person, but in this stage of life where I have all different ages of kids, I'm having to stay up later with people and all that kind of thing, I have to be more reasonable about how my routines happen, what they include, when they are, all of that kind of thing. You want to focus on allowing your routines to make your life easier, not more burdensome and complicated. A routine should not be something that feels like pressure. It should be something that relieves the pressure because decisions have already been made. And you can use routines for any segment of time. Any part of your day, you can create a simple routine for. It doesn't have to be a 15-item long thing that everybody has to participate on. Some really good times to have routines are morning, maybe a mid-morning if you are a work-at-home mom or a stay-at-home mom, after-school routines, that's really important. That's always when people are hungry and all that kind of thing. Your routine for getting out the doors to activities, your routine in the evening for pulling the house back together, all of those kinds of things are going to be super, super helpful to make life a little bit easier and they don't have to be complicated. Another side note that I want to add in here, and we have actually been talking a lot about in Patreon and we will be talking about more into the future, is paying attention to your cycle. As a female, we don't run on a 24-hour hormonal clock like men do. Our hormones last 28 days and they change numerous times throughout that period. You guys all know that. You feel energetic certain times of the month. You feel a little bit more like you want to be kind of secluded and quiet other times of the month. When you utilize the actual rhythms of your body and the way your whole hormonal cycle works, you are able to customize your routines even by the week to what is going to work best for you. Just because it's a routine doesn't mean that it has to look the same every single day. You can create a routine for week one of your cycle and week two of your cycle and week three of your cycle and week four of your cycle so that it actually works with your body and with your brain and what they are naturally doing, which allows the routines to feel less burdensome to you. If this is a topic that sounds interesting to you and you want to know more about it, you'll definitely either want to come over and join us in Patreon or let me know and then I will think about creating a whole podcast episode about it because I have been finding it really revolutionary for my life as I've been thinking of planning more in terms of catering to what my body and my brain are already doing. So let me know. Contact me on Instagram. That's a great place to find me at Mackenzie Coppa. And let's chat about if this is a topic you guys want me to go more in depth on. Ladies, have you ever had an acne breakout come at like the worst possible time? I know that I did for sure when I was younger. And then in the last couple of years, we've been having to battle this with my teenager. He has really had to face the changes in his skin that can be so embarrassing and frustrating, especially when you're going to school and you're wanting to make a good impression and he likes to dress a certain way. He doesn't want to be dealing with a bunch of breakouts on his face. And that is why I am so glad that we found 
around apostrophe. I wish apostrophe would have been around when I was young because I definitely would have taken advantage of it. Let me tell you a little bit about this amazing company. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. You simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin's goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats acne, but they also can help you hit any of your other skincare goals, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. This has been such an amazing option for my 15-year-old. There's been no embarrassment having to go into an office. He hasn't had to get out of any other activities or deal with anything to go to an appointment. We were able to do it all from the comfort of our home. It was super quick turnaround time to get back his care plan, and he has been so thrilled with the results that he actually uses the creams that he has without me having to say anything. That's when you know it's working, you guys, when your teenager does it without you having to tell them to do their skincare, especially for a boy, and I am so grateful that he sees those differences enough that he actually does it himself. And if you want to have the same kind of experience for yourself or a teenager in your life, we have a special deal for my audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash livewell when you use my code livewell. This code is only available to my listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash livewell and click begin visit. Then use my code livewell at sign up and you'll get that $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash live well and use that code live well to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And I just want to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. But let's focus right now on some of the routines that I think are going to be the most beneficial for you to put in place going into a new school year. Let's talk brass tacks, get down to the nitty gritty about what this can actually look like. For me, it feels really obvious, but for a lot of people who don't just like live and breathe planning all the time, I can see how it might not feel as easy or as simple to think of what could be involved in a routine. So one of the routines that I think is the most important to set up is an evening routine because it sets you up for the morning to make the morning easier. And in my experience, morning is one of the hardest times. That getting out the door time when you want to not be a grumpy weirdo with your kids, but if there are all these little loose ends that you're trying to make sure are in place before you usher everybody out the door, that can be really hard. And the last thing I want is the last memory my kids have before they go to school in the morning is me just being like, everybody get in the car. Oh my gosh, where are your shoes. You know, that is not fun for anyone. And and it has happened on a number of occasions. But those occasions are typically when we have not fulfilled our routine the night before. So if you want to create a simple evening routine that's going to set you up to be able to get out of the house easier the next morning, here are some things that you can do to just make that process easier. First of all, them dang backpacks. Get them packed. And this is a great task to get your kids involved with as well. You're probably going to want to be with them in the younger grades as they are unpacking it to make sure you don't miss any flyers or schoolwork or whatever that you need to make sure you know about. But having them participate in it or end up taking that task over, get everything out of the bag from that day, and then put everything back in it that you need for the next day. So the snacks and the water bottles that are filled and the homework that needs to go back and all of that kind of thing needs to be prepped in the evening. I would go so far as to say, go put the bag out in the car if you are able to. Like I have a garage that is perfectly warm enough in the winter that we can have the bags in the car ready to go so nobody's forgetting their backpack in the morning. We just completely have that out of our hair. Another thing that always surprises me and I don't know why is when we are getting ready to walk out the door and people say where are my shoes and I say I don't know I don't wear your shoes why would I know where your shoes are 
it's amazing how children are able to lose shoes and coats. So even checking that the night before in your routine and making sure everybody knows exactly where their shoes are and where their coat is so it's easy to grab and go in the morning. Along with that, get those lunches packed the night before. If you are doing cold lunch, then make sure you are getting it done in the evening, teaching your kids how to pack their own lunch in the evening. If it's cold stuff, you can just put those boxes in the fridge. We have great bento boxes by Bentgo that I'm so excited to use this year. And you can just have them in there and then be able to whip them out and put them in the bag really quickly the next morning. But that's all done. Making lunches in the morning is like the bane of my existence. I don't even want to make breakfast in the morning, much less two meals, breakfast and lunch. So get the lunch done the night before, especially if you do it while you're making dinner or you have the kids do it around that time as well, not to get in your way when you're making dinner. I mean, let's be realistic. Sometimes I just want them like out of my hair while I'm making dinner. But if I can set them up with a little station and they know exactly what they need to put in their box, make them a list of options to be able to put in there, teach them how to make the different things so that they can have a good, reasonable lunch that they are taking with them. That's a big one for taking that stress off your shoulders in the morning. Another thing that I would say is not just having the backpacks ready, but also bags for any after-school activities. I would go so far as to say if you are able to get those packed on the weekend, then do it then. But especially that evening before, making sure, you know, if it's for dance, you've got the shoes and the leotards and the tights and the hairpins and you've got it all. So when it actually comes time to get ready or grab your stuff and go, you've got everything you need and you're not scrambling, which I've done a time or two, for a clean leotard or whatever. It's helpful to know exactly what you have and what you need by getting ahead of it and making sure that it's all together. Now, as I mentioned, I think that a weekend routine is also a really great idea for making your week simpler. Here are some of the So here are some of the things that I like to most of the time do on the weekend to really set us up for a great week. As I already mentioned, getting my Trello board all set up for the week so that I know exactly what is happening and when, getting my meal planning done so that I don't have to think about that and going ahead and ordering those groceries on the weekend, even if I don't pick them up until Monday. If I've placed my order on the weekend, it's one less thing for me to think about as we head into the week. It's a great time to clean out the car and make sure that you get all the junk from the last week that everybody left in there. I'm always amazed at what I come across. Everything from random shoes and snacks to stuffed animals and whatever else they can think of to leave in my car. It's a great time to kind of clean the slate, get all of that out of there, and then also refill anything that you might need in the car for the coming week, which we're going to talk about more in depth in a second. The weekend is a great time for you to package any snacks into baggies or that kind of thing that you want your kids to be able to access throughout the week if they aren't prepackaged things or you need to just make smaller amounts of them. Get that all ready. Get their stuff in the fridge that they can put into their lunches. You know, bag up the carrots or the apples or whatever it is so that you actually have things for them to be able to grab and put into their lunches. Get as much prepped for the food part of things as possible. And then probably one of the biggest things that we do for our week around here, especially with my younger kids, not so much my older kids who are dealing with it more themselves, but it is getting everybody's clothes picked out for the whole week. Now, I've talked about this before, but this has been a game changer for us. And oh, the difference between the weeks we do it and we don't do it. It is such a lifesaver. So basically, this is what we do. I'm going to spell it out for you. We have a shoe organizer that hangs off of the closet bar in my girl's closet. We actually have two of them, one for each girl. And they basically have these little cubbies that you can put shoes into, but we use them for clothes. So I'm teaching my girls how to do this so they can also pack their bags for when they go overnight to their dads and that kind of thing, but also just for them to be able to get out their clothes in the morning and know exactly what they're wearing. So on the weekend, I have them go plug socks into each one of the cubbies. 
and then plug underwear into each one of the cubbies. Then we go ahead and look at the weather for the coming week, which is a really helpful practice to know exactly what kinds of clothes they're going to be needing throughout the week, whether they need short sleeves or long sleeves or shorts or a coat or whatever. We look at that weather app and then we choose pants and shirts for each day of the week. I have them fold them and then roll them up and put them in those cubbies and then it's done. We don't have to have debates about outfits in the morning. I'm not scrambling to find somebody underwear or clean pants. I know from the start of the week exactly what we have clean, what we have ready. If there's anything that I need to do to make sure everybody has what they need, it's all been figured out. It's all put into those cubbies. They are able to just get up in the morning and I don't have to be involved in the clothing decisions whatsoever because they have done them. And I used to be able to just do it completely myself and that felt easier. Now my girls are definitely of the age where they have an opinion about what they want to be wearing. So it is helpful to have them be a part of that process. Sometimes I'll even have them just go do it all themselves and then I'll check it and make sure that everything, you know, coordinates and everything. So I'm not having my six-year-old go with, you know, checked pants and a whatever tie-dyed shirt. (laughs) I do keep a little bit of a control over that, so sue me. But I make sure that they have got that all in there and we've coordinated it and I'm teaching them how to do that, which is taking one more thing off of my plate to have to do, but also it's one less thing that we have to think about every single day. So that's kind of a rundown on things you can do in the evening to set yourself up for the morning, things you can do on the weekend to set yourself up for the entire week. Now I want to talk about that after school time when there's usually a lot going on, especially if you have a number of children. I've got a lot of people that are going in a lot of different directions, especially because we've got a really wide age range of kids. So Some of the things that I have to think about are being pretty portable a lot of the time in the evening. And one thing that helps me is to have a car bin that I am staying on top of every weekend and I'm making sure that we have what we need in the car so that when we are gone to activities and that sort of thing, we are always ready to go. I don't have a kid who's waiting there bored or hungry or thirsty, which has happened, you know, more times than I can count. So I don't overthink this, but I have just a small bin in the back of my car that has clipboards for my girls to be able to do their homework when they are waiting for the other girl at ballet. We're no longer actually able to go into the ballet studio because of all of the COVID stuff. So we have to sit in the car for an hour. One of them goes in for an hour, then comes back out, and then the other one goes in. Well, during that time, it's the perfect time for them to be able to tackle homework, but only if they have a reasonable way to be able to do it. So if I keep some clipboards in my car, in that bin, mechanical pencils are really helpful. A lot of times we have a need for crayons or colored pencils, so to have a package of those in that bin is really helpful. Having some extra books for them to be able to read, especially for my first grader, she's supposed to be able to read every night with me, and so having the books right there in that bin so that we can just pull something out. I can switch the books out on the weekend if she's getting bored with what we have in there so we can keep it fresh and interesting. It's always really helpful to have some non-perishable snacks in that bin that, like I said, I can refill on the weekend and we're good to go throughout the week. If it's not too hot outside, then to keep waters in that bin has been really helpful. Generally, I don't have to worry about them freezing too badly during the winter because I do park my car in a garage, but that is something to keep in mind if you don't. I like to keep wet wipes in that bin, so we just make sure any sort of messes that are going to come up, you know, they always do, and some plastic bags or trash bags so that we can just take care of everything in the moment if anything goes awry. But just having something as simple as pre-thinking that, okay, I'm going to need this stuff in the car throughout the week or throughout the year is really helpful for us to be able to take advantage of that time. So many times in the past, I've got kids in my car complaining about how bored they are or whatever, when we could really be utilizing that time to get their homework done instead of having to wait until we get home from the activities or trying to cram it all in before. Why not let them have a little bit of wind down time after school and then get it done when they're trapped in the car anyway? It's kind of a win-win all the way around. 
I also make sure that I have things with me. So if it's homework that they are doing that I don't need to help them with, or if I am just taking one kid to an activity and I need to wait in the car by myself, well, I need stuff to do other than just scrolling my phone all the time. Like Sometimes I'll take my nail polish with me and it's the perfect time to be able to throw on a fresh coat when I'm just sitting there for an hour. Or I always make sure that I have my Kindle Paperwhite in my purse. That's like an absolute cannot go without having my Kindle in my purse to any sort of activity because I would much rather, especially when you're looking at an hour, I don't want to be scrolling Instagram for an hour and to have lost that much time. But if I have a book with me at all times, especially with my Kindle, then I'm good to go and I can utilize that time and not just feel like frustrated and like I've been wasting it. And a lot of times also it's great for me to have those snacks that I've packed in the car because that's usually about the time when I realize I haven't eaten a whole lot today or I'm getting rather hungry. So you're not even just doing this stuff for your kids, you're doing it for yourself as well. You've got to make sure that you are taking care of yourself in the midst of all of that crazy. That's another thing I really want to recommend as we're thinking about routines. And I know this is very back to school focused, but because it is a more busy time of year and there is a lot more we are juggling and staying on top of, you know, I tend to think that a lot of this planning and prep is a version of self-care because you are saving your brain cells once the school year starts and you are helping yourself to feel more on top of things. But I do think it's important to factor things into our routines that are going to help us to be taking care of ourselves well. Make sure that we are eating and we have figured out what we are going to eat and when we're going to eat it. Like during the day, I can so easily just be like, well, I don't need to eat. I'm not making anything for the kids, so I'm not going to bother to make something for me. No, it's a really good idea the night before when everybody's making their lunches for the next day. Go ahead and make yourself something too. Have that figured out. Have it figured out if you're going to have a protein shake in the morning or your coffee and you put some collagen in it to give yourself a little extra boost or whatever it is. Make sure that you're factoring things into these routines that are going to take care of you and help you to be functioning at your highest level so that you can take care of everybody else. Factor in getting that bath at night or that wind down time, the time that you just want to be able to watch a show or have a little bit of quiet or do some journaling, even if it's just for five minutes. It's really important that you factor those kinds of things into your routines as well. So don't forget about taking care of yourself in the middle of all of the crazy. Ladies, let's talk about great bras for a second. I've maintained for a long time that it's so important that we wear bras that not only fit us well, but are also comfortable and long-lasting, and that is exactly what Notori has to offer. Notori is an amazing company that is actually woman-founded and led. It's an independent family business that ended up with international distribution. Josie Notori started the company from her living room as a young mother. As a global lifestyle brand, they are most known for their bras and underwear because they're made of super soft fabrics that keep you comfortable and supported, which is so crucial. They hold up to daily wear and wash after wash, maintaining their signature look and feel. They've got a huge range of sizes, everything from an A cup all the way to a G cup and all different band sizes to get you the exact fit that you need. And their bras are so comfortable that you'll forget you even have them on. They're perfect for every occasion, work, leisure, fitness, maternity, and your everyday. Plus, Notori also has an entire extended line of other clothing and loungewear that is so comfortable and amazing. I personally have lately been wearing their limitless convertible sports bra, which I absolutely love when I've been running on the elliptical. My favorite feature about it is that it actually has a hook in the back that connects together and makes it into a racer back. So I can wear it with whatever I want to. Nobody can even see it. It's super supportive, which is exactly what I needed and incredibly comfortable. So if you want to try out one of Notori's amazing products from this wonderful company, then go to Notori.com. And you can use the code LIVE for 15% off. Again, that's N-A-T-O-R-I dot com. Use the code LIVE for 15% off. And I just want to thank Notori for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. I think another really important thing that is one of those things that 
takes a lot of effort in the beginning, but will help you to ride through at least a little while at the beginning of the school year is to quiet your space, quiet your home. Michael and Smith talks about this and a lot of her content and her books about quieting your space, and she speaks about it for decorating purposes, but I'm going to speak about it for life purposes <laughs> and your brain being able to be calm going into the year. The more clutter you are able to banish from your house before the school year starts, the better because you are going to have such an influx of papers and book bags and just things constantly coming in and out of your home and getting, you know, dropped places. Let's just be honest. They don't always put them back where they're supposed to go, although it's great to work that into your routine and help them to figure it out. But there's just a lot of stuff that ends up coming into our space. And so the more that we can get organized and the more we can quiet that space, I would say especially kind of your retreat spaces, when you go into your bedroom, let it feel calm. Take a little bit of time before school starts to clear off your nightstand and the top of your dresser and get in the habit of making your bed again and just don't have a bunch of junk everywhere in your bedroom. I think that the bedroom is one of the main places that junk gets dropped for some reason. I think maybe when we're having people over to our houses, we just stuff everything in our bedrooms or I don't know what, but it becomes this collecting place. But having that actually be able to be a retreat space that you're able to go to every night and just be like, oh, okay, I can take a deep breath. There isn't just a bunch of junk everywhere. My living room and my kitchen, as much as I'm able to keep the counters cleaned, have the kids picking up all of their junk and taking it back up to their rooms, that's a really important space for me to feel like I can come into and it feels not chaotic, especially once you bring a lot of people into the mix. I mean, when we have hot boyfriend and his kids over every evening for dinner, we've got seven to eight people in my home every evening. And that's enough clutter. That's enough stuff and people and things going on. It's definitely helpful to feel like the space isn't overwhelming so that we actually can enjoy ourselves and not feel like, oh, there's just so much stuff everywhere. And same goes for those darn kids' rooms. I'm going to be real honest right now that I have been trying to get a handle on my girl's bedroom for months now. And I've been saying I was going to do it all summer long. But now, you know, the rubber meets the road and we have got to get their room handled and all of the old toys that they don't play with anymore and just get pulled out and thrown everywhere. Like that is one of my big goals for this summer is quieting the space in their bedroom and making sure that there is just less stuff for them to keep up with and being able to feel like we can walk in there and it's not, you know, a fire hazard. So we are going to just keep working on that. And by the beginning of this school year, I'll be darned, that is going to be quieted. <laughs> I'm going to have this place together. Another big area to make sure you've maybe taken a little look at and reorganized would be the pantry. I know that can feel daunting, but I just did it with my 15-year-old a couple of weeks ago. I didn't think he could actually be as helpful as he was in that scenario. But guess what? Our kids are always more capable than we give them credit for. And he really helped me to pull out a ton of stuff that was outdated or we just weren't using or whatever and reorganize all of it so that everybody can find what they need a lot easier. They can access those snacks a lot easier, be able to pack their lunches and their snacks in their bags. It's one of those spaces that definitely pays off if you put in the work to go ahead and organize it and clean it up a bit before the school year starts. And then just to round out the end of this episode, I want to tell you guys some of my kids' favorite back-to-school items and products that they use throughout the year. They're kind of our tried and true that we have really loved and my kids have found really helpful, especially as our schools have gotten a lot more technologically savvy. They've had to have more things to be able to utilize with their computers and that sort of thing. And 
it's been fun for them to have things that are also kind of like custom, that every kid in their class doesn't just, you know, have the same thing. So one of those things has been a wireless mouse to be able to connect to their school computer. Emerson has a turquoise mouse that she absolutely loves. She doesn't just have the black school-issued mouse. It's just one of those things that gives her a little bit more ownership over her schoolwork and her space, and it's been really helpful for her to be able to have that. So just a simple wireless mouse. I think ours was between $15 and $20. I will have all of these things linked in our back to school board. So if you want to go to mackenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, it will take you right to all of those boards that I have on Amazon and you can find it there and be able to get all of these things that I'm going to be talking about. But you're also going to want to get your kids a good set of headphones with a microphone. And to my shock and awe, they apparently do not care if they look like fighter pilots. Like, my kids actually prefer a giant set of headphones with the microphone that comes down in front of their face, like like gamers wear. Well, my son is a gamer, but like they don't actually mind that at all. My daughter has big old white and green headphones that I would have thought were not the fashion statement she was going for, but apparently nobody blinks an eyelash at it because they all know the importance of having good headphones. It's a whole thing. So get your kids some good headphones with a microphone, especially if they're going to end up doing any Zooming for school. Let's hope they're not. But even my daughter at school was doing one virtual class, like a specialized class that she would be pulled out of the classroom for and get to be in like this elite group with other kids in her district. And they did all that by Zoom at school. So it was really helpful for her to have headphones even in that scenario at school. So make sure your kids have some good headphones. They're also great at home if your kids are using any kind of iPad or Kindle or anything like that. Sometimes the music on those games or the little shows they are watching is just about the most obnoxious thing on the planet. And so I demand headphones for when they are doing that. They can enjoy it all they want, but the rest of us don't need to listen to it. So headphones are a big win for everyone involved. Uh, My daughter just got, for her ninth birthday, a stylus pen. Now, the computers that they use at school have touch screens, so they can use just a basic stylus, but my daughter really loves her stylus pen, which is sort of like an Apple pen, but not nearly as expensive, but it has that finer point to it, so they can get a lot more specific in the kind of drawing that they are doing with any kind of touch screen on the different things that they can click on. She absolutely loves it. It was not expensive. It works really well. I got it for her in a rose gold color, which she just thought was so much fun. But they've got white and silver and black and all kinds of different ones. And it's another one of those items that just makes her feel like, oh, this is my customized stuff, my specific stuff that I'm bringing to school. It doesn't just feel generic. You know, it's kind of fun to have something that's special and it does exactly what you want it to do. So a great stylus pen, I think, is a great thing for our kids who are using a lot of touch screens. We also love friction pens and highlighters. So for those of you who aren't familiar with these, they are completely erasable pens and highlighters. They leave literally no residue behind. I absolutely love them. One thing to be wary of is they are activated by heat and they can disappear if heat gets exposed to them. So if you leave something in a hot car, just don't have it be like your life's work that you're not wanting to lose. That can happen, though it isn't very frequent. Also, if you leave like a notebook open and then you throw it in your bag and it's rubbing against the sides of your bag, these are friction pens. They are erased with friction. So you don't want to have them exposed to elements that could cause friction and cause them to erase. So those are just a couple of little caveats that I want to mention, but for the most part, unless you have those very specific circumstances, they work awesome. I love that they're completely erasable. This is another great one to have in your car for kids who are doing homework or when you're on the go. I just love that they can learn to use pens and learn to use them well. They write really nicely, but then we can erase them if we need to. And lastly, we just went on the backpack hunt for this new year. I'm going to be showing our backpacks on Instagram soon, but a great backpack 
can really go a long way, especially if you find one that the zipper works well on and has a lot of different pockets for you to be able to organize things. When we have had backpacks in the past with less pockets, I find that snack gets put in with homework and all of that kind of thing and everything becomes a giant mess. And when we're able to separate things out a little bit better, it just not only keeps things organized, but it keeps them in better condition and makes sure that things aren't just getting ruined with food or whatever kinds of craziness. Also, for my kids, we prefer backpacks that don't have the little flap that goes over the zipper. Sometimes that can get caught in the zipper or get in the way or make it harder to be able to open or close. So get a backpack. I would say look for one that doesn't have that kind of flap that goes over the zippers. I think these days it's also really important to find a backpack that has a sleeve for a laptop computer because they are doing a lot of taking their electronics back and forth from school. And it's just important to have a little bit of extra protection as far as that goes. So if you find one with a laptop sleeve, I think that's really helpful. I think backpacks are just one of those items that are worth it to spend a little bit more money to get a little bit higher quality and make sure that it's going to last all year long and the zipper isn't going to break or something like that. Like go ahead and spend the 10 more dollars to get one that's just going to be more functional and long lasting and work for your kid all year long. In fact, my son, we went ahead and got him a backpack a few years ago at Costco and it has lasted the test of time. He's on year three or four with that puppy and it's still going strong. So any sort of backpack that is pretty durable and is going to work well and have the organization, I think is worth a little bit of the extra cost. And then the final thing, the final thing, you guys, is get your kids a good metal water bottle. I just leveled up the size of water bottle that my girls are using this year. We decided to go with Clean Canteen, but we've also really liked Thermos in the past and Takea. They all have great metal water bottles that are easy to clean and use, and my kids can, you know, find them really functional. They're not hard for them to open and close. They can be the ones to refill them in the evenings. I don't have to be the one to mess with it. So I think a really good metal water bottle that you have to make sure fits in the pocket of the backpack. That was a big thing when we were actually at Target picking everything out. We made sure that the water bottle could fit in the water bottle spot on the backpack. But they have some really fun, cute options right now that you can even actually coordinate colors with the backpack and all of that kind of thing. And, you know, I had one daughter who was very much like, I just want a classy backpack that's going to get me through fourth grade and I can feel elite and whatever. Then I have the first grader who's like, here mom, I would like this backpack that looks like it's made of holographic foil and was designed by a Martian. And that was one of the cheaper backpacks. And so we were like, well, let's let's come to a compromise here and let's get maybe the same type of backpack as your sister and maybe a tie dye so that you feel like you're more individualistic. And then we're going to go add some patches and buttons and whatever else to make it feel like her backpack. Like she was ready to buy a whole backpack based on the fluffy bobble that was attached to the zipper. Well, girl, I will buy you a fluffy bobble and attach it to whatever kind of backpack we get that is actually going to last the whole year long. So if your kids are like, oh, I don't want a boring backpack, guess what? You can make it more fun. You just might have to put a little bit more work into it. But again, it's worth it. It's worth it to have a backpack that it's worth it to have a backpack that is going to last. You can customize it for your kid and then they're going to be the only one in the school. With that backpack, if they put their own stuff on it, head to Joanne Fabrics and find some cute patches or something. That's what we're going to do. It's going to be great. So get your backpack and your water bottle that are high quality that your kids can use. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. And I mentioned it earlier in this episode. But the final thing, <laughs> the very final thing I'm going to mention is those Bentgo bento box lunch boxes. Now it's the box. We actually go ahead and put the box in a bag as well with an ice pack. But these have been so great for us to use even throughout the summer. My girls have been learning how to pack them and make sure that they've got like a well-balanced lunch because they're actually having to look at what they're putting in each of the compartments. And you can pack sauces and all of that kind of thing. And the way the bento box seals, they're not going to dump out. They're really high quality and they're really easy to clean, which is another thing that my girls have been learning how to do and we make sure they do every evening. 
Okay, you guys, that was a lot of information and a lot of different products. I know I flew through it, but like I mentioned at the beginning of this show, we have everything much more in-depth and at a bit slower pace over in Patreon. So you could join us over there at patreon.com slash livewelltogether. You can find anything that I have mentioned in today's episode in our show notes. So you can go to mackenziecoppa.com and click on podcast. You'll be able to find everything there. You can also find a list of all of the different products that I've talked about on Amazon. You can go to mackenziecoppa.com slash Amazon and go straight to all of the different lists that I have. And anytime that you buy anything through that link, even if it's not something that I have specifically recommended to you, but you got to Amazon through that link, it's going to push some commission back to me without costing you any more money. And that is super helpful for keeping the lights on around here. So those are all the different ways that you can access some of the information from this episode. I so appreciate you listening. I hope that it was helpful. So many of you have been reaching out to me recently saying the kinds of episodes that you want to have in the future. That is super, super helpful. I love when I get that kind of feedback from you guys and I know what you are looking for here so that I can deliver more of it. So if you are wanting more podcast episodes about specific things or you even want me to do video or lives on Instagram or any of that kind of stuff, go ahead and let me know. A great place to get a hold of me is on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. You can shoot me a DM, say, hey, I would love to know how you go about such and such. And I would love to see it in this format. And that helps me to know what kind of content would be the most beneficial to all of you guys. It's going to keep you coming back and wanting more. All right, ladies, I think that is all for this week's jam-packed episode. I love you all so much. Thank you for being loyal listeners. And until next week, go be bold and gracious. 